is John. I'm Michelle. I'm Amanda. And we co-founded Uplift Kids Together. Today we're talking about this week's featured lesson on bullying. The subtitle is Learning to be Direct and Kind. And in this lesson, we have a chart. In the middle, it shows an empowered mindset. This empowered mindset consists of being direct and kind. And on the left side of this chart, there's the bullying mindset, which is rude or cruel. And on the right side of the chart, there's the victim mindset, which is passive and powerless. And this lesson really helps kids orient to the middle way between bullying and victim, where you're empowered. You're able to speak up, be direct, and you're also able to be kind. And so it's really this confluence of being direct and kind that leads to healthy relationships. So we'll start with you, Amanda. Any words on bullying in general, especially as it relates to your work as a school counselor? Working in schools, I've seen a lot of different bullying programs, but largely most of those are not especially effective. Um, programs that like really focus on kind of zero tolerance or punishment, those don't really decrease instances of bullying. The programs that do focus on teaching children to be empathetic. Having empathy has an impact in every party that's part of a bullying system. So the bully learns how to take perspective, how to feel with another, how to uh, resonate with how someone else is feeling. It's empowering to the bystander because the bystander is more likely to stand up for someone if they can put themselves in another's shoes. And, and teaching empathy empowers the child who kind of receives attacking behavior because they realize, oh, my feelings are valid. And, you know, I'm worthy of dignity and respect. Uh, and those things will really ensure that our children are empowered in relationship and they're also empathetic in relationship. I'm curious how that relates to this idea of being direct and kind. Yeah, yeah. So when we zoom back into individual work um, with children, it starts with naming feelings, um, being able to regulate feelings, whatever they are. And then when it comes to teaching children to be both direct and kind, it's really important to be really honest. Like, hey, is it, you know, does my child tend to have sometimes be a bulldozer in social situations? Or um, is this a child that won't speak up for themselves typically in social situations? And then really lean into that with that child. So if there's already a foundation of supportive, loving relationships and a climate where, you know, it's okay to express your need and express your feeling and those are validated, um, then you can really work with kids doing role plays, like in social situations. How could you react if things aren't necessarily going your way? Thank you. Yeah, that call for empathy for each person who's involved feels really essential to being able to find the empowered mindset. You know, if we can't have empathy for ourselves, we won't be able to know where we stand on that spectrum or be able to make course corrections. So Michelle, how about you? Any ideas in terms of how to help kids be direct and kind and avoid the bully mindset or the victim mindset? Yeah, so in the work I did with abusive partners, so this is the grown-up version of it. It's what it looks like in a household when you know, somebody hasn't actually learned how to be in relationship in a way that there's healthy conflict. And so much of this is about personal power. And when it's on the side of the bully, 
there's a way that it's actually about trying to get power. That person actually feels powerless or they feel afraid or they don't know what they feel. Like Amanda said, a lot of times it's people that actually are not in tune with what they feel or have been taught like having feelings is actually not okay. And what they do is try to get power over someone else. So that's kind that's called the like one up. They're trying to be in the one up position. I have power over someone else. And then the person on the other end, this victim standpoint, the powerless, that's like the one down position where we don't know what to do. And so we give our power away, you know, whether that's a bully at school, whether that's someone in an abusive relationship, these are the power dynamics that are happening. What was so incredible working with abusive partners and victims of domestic violence is it's actually really treatable. Things like learning to connect with your body, knowing what you feel in a moment, learning these frameworks of like coming into personal power actually works. (laughs) I saw it over and over and over when people learned these skills, whole family systems were changed by learning these skills. I would see this with the people I worked with, like there was this moment where they're like, oh my gosh, I'm abusive. I am abusive. And that was the moment of empowerment because then in that moment, they could decide to do something different. They could actually see their own behavior. And actually, that's the good news because that means I can do something about it. Yeah. And it points to why this lesson is so important because when families can have a chance to sit down and talk together about where they might fall into the bullying mindset or the victim mindset, They can be aware of the dynamics that are present in their home and remedy them before they become an extreme problem in their lives. And so by pointing out, hey, that's not direct, that's rude, or hey, that's not direct, that's cruel, the language can help people understand the gradations. And then on the other side of the chart, uh, that's not kind, that's passive, or that's not kind, that's powerless. If we go wrong in either of those directions toward victim or towards bully mindset, we end up with a power dynamic that isn't healthy in the home. And so by helping kids articulate what empowered mindset looks like, direct and kind, we can prevent problems in the future that that might be more intense and even more unwanted. Amanda, I don't know if that sparks anything for you, but I'd love to hear if it does. Yeah, what it brings up for me is just the really practical things that we can do with kids when we notice they're falling on one end of the spectrum or the other. So when I'm working with kids who tend to struggle to stand up for themselves, to push back when other kids are infringing on their personal space or their boundaries, something that's really effective is practicing with them in a space where there's not like an active conflict practicing saying no, different ways of saying no, different ways of pushing back, um, saying that's not okay with me. And so for kids who those that doesn't come naturally, even practicing or rehearsing saying it can be really effective and making it fun, you know, let those kids get, let their voices get big, let their bodies get big, kind of role playing, let them practice doing that. That's can be effective, especially for younger kids who uh, tend to like to role play. Um, And for kids who maybe are not always aware of other kids' boundaries or 
tend to engage in more aggressive behavior. Like I said, the most foundational thing to do is perspective taking activities, anything that will help them to put themselves in, a, in someone else's shoes and empathize with them. And then also, very practically, have a toolbox of what can they do when um, they're in moments of conflict and um, maybe their emotions are big, like having very specific, concrete things they can do. I can walk away. I can get a drink of water. Things like that. That so they have something in their back pocket to to turn to. Does it not going to work a hundred percent of the time? But just bringing awareness to that and making it part of a conversation. If you know that your child tends toward one behavior or the other can be really helpful. And for parents, I think a huge thing is just noticing how you're in relationship with your child. Do you tend to have a style where um, you're kind of domineering in relationship or you tend to not always acknowledge the feelings or experience of your child? Just noticing that tendency um, and on the other end of the spectrum, does your child kind of run the show? <laughs> do you do you turn power over to your child too often? Because, you know, sometimes those uh, relationship dynamics at home can bleed through and into the rest of their social life. Excellent. Yeah, so much to think about there. And the role playing seems so helpful to be able to fully embody it, both as a parent and then as a child. And to see how dynamics are playing out in the home, being able to label them and sense into how the different dynamics feel can be really helpful. And so that's what we hope this lesson helps families accomplish. We offer role-playing and we offer ways to do perspective-taking, as well as this chart that helps kids be able to start to see when things turn rude or cruel or when things turn passive or powerless and to instead choose to be direct and kind, which is, again, the empowered mindset. So go ahead and check it out. And that's it. Thanks so much. 